Was there anything in the rundown that we wanted to use as a cold open, maybe? No, it's all, it's, it's so good. It's all good. How about, how about a discussion of things we're not supposed to discuss? <laughs> Golf discussion of who uses what clubs. Soccer standings. Neither. Funny. <laughs> Every time I'm on, it's a not funny show. I'd just like to point that out. <laughs> Amy was listening to last week's show. And when I started talking about what golf clubs different pro golfers use, she looks at me and says, this is really, this is, people are turning this off. I turned, like, it off. I turned it off at that point. But we kept listening. She didn't turn it off. And then we started talking about Union Berlin at, for the record, at the request of a listener. True. And Amy says, you're doing this update. Why? <laughs> did Mark you, wanted us to talk about it. We, I was going to say, did you say who the listener was? Oh, everybody knows Union Berlin is your <laughs> team, Mark. What What does it say about me when I hear that one of our few listeners says golf discussion about who uses what clubs and soccer standings is not funny? And my thought is we need to add more of that. <laughs> <laughs> I do not take notes from the network. I am going to do the show that I want to do. <laughs> Talking to Todd, a weekly podcast with Dwayne Johnson and Todd Prinz, where failure is always an option. They can't all be winners, but if they're Union Berlin, they can tie more often than anyone else in the league. Just want to put that out there. Thanks for joining us. Hey, Todd. Hey, hey how's it going? It's pretty well, good. <laughs> opening with soccer standings. That's a bold move. We do the show that we want to do. <clears throat> Global audience of two. I, once again this week, I got to play the role of producer. I booked our guest. Once again, in his third appearance on Talking to Todd. Although he disavows the first two. <laughs> Welcome, Mark. Mark Felderman. Hey! The show. Thank you so much for inviting me back after... The dismal ratings on the first two appearances. Nobody ever the, binges the, my shows, is all I'm saying. Well, we've t we've told people intentionally not to binge any of our shows. <laughs> you really need you really need to let them breathe. You really need some space in between. You really Thank you for the invitation. It's good to be back. Todd and I were talking about the topics for this week's show, and I said, Well, you know who we need to have on. We're going to talk about we're going to talk about hey, baseball. And Keith, and Keith Oberman wasn't available. I was going to say, in the first things weren't available. I may have been the last one on the list, but I was on the list of all of the people that we wanted on this show. You were one of them. You were on the list. <laughs> I appreciate that. I really do. It's fantastic. And apparently, uh, not apparently, uh, based off of uh, what I was watching this weekend, uh, just so you know, you you were higher on the list than Mark Grace. But that's something else altogether. Feedback. Uh, feedback from last week's show. Please send your feedback to feedback at talkingtotod.com. Normally, at this point, we reference any feedback that Mark has provided. But since I knew you were coming on, I figured I'd just ask you if you had any feedback. I think I told you all my feedback, and I don't remember what it was. I told you. Oh, I know what. We, I know what. We appreciate all of that positive reinforcement. We no. thought it was a great episode, too. So thank you for that, since no, you can't Tom, remember it. This was a good one. No, really. You guys were talking two weeks ago to the science teacher who was an Amazon Prime delivery guy, right? Oh, this was Greg High's episode. Yeah. Yeah. Fan By the way, that was fantastic. That was that was my all-time favorite I've been telling everybody about that one. It's a great, great episode. The business model for Amazon was what? It'll be all right. Yeah, it'll be all right. It'll be, it'll be, it'll be all right. To which I said, that is not just a great business model, but that should be marriage counseling. Just go ahead. It'll be fine. Shut up. Drive the car. It'll be fine. <laughs> it'll be fine. <laughs> Dwayne didn't think that was great marriage counseling. This is how I've done my whole marriage, and I'm 
we've been married for 38 years now. It's a recipe for something. You got to say you have been married for 38 years. It's, 38 it's gotta, years. That's got to count for something. Yep. Becky says it's 12 of the best years of her life. My buddy Mahoney says they've been married for every year. He says, you know, they've been married for whatever. Been married for 27 years. Feels like 27 minutes. And his wife says underwater. <laughs> that's a good one. I like it. They they compliment each other so well. They're uh, let's see. Sarah Judson Brown wanted to know why we didn't uh, include Polar Vortex in the same conversation with uh, Duresho and Scrabble because the X gets more points. Vortex would have been a good word to include in that. She's thinking. Good point. Good point. Uh, yeah, I see that. She also sent me a clip of the Grinch as a holiday food taster from Jim Carrey's version of the Grinch, where he just gets stuffed. His mouth gets stuffed and stuffed full of chocolates, kind of like, you know, Lucille Ball, which was actually to put these two things together was the image I kept having in my head every time Greg was talking about these boxes coming down the conveyor belt. I had this Lucille Ball in the chocolate factory image going through my head. Yeah, I I was I was thinking that that's where one of his stories was going to go to. And then and then and then he just resolved it. And I was like, oh. Okay. Oh, that's too bad. Such an opportunity, right? Yeah. I was just expecting at one point he couldn't keep up and then the packages all backed up and then the entire uh, warehouse just shut down for three days because just it was completely full of packages. But, but, I guess but no. Yeah. It, it, all worked out. it all worked out in the end. So there you go. Uh, really short feedback week. That's what we got. That's all we got. I got a... Unless you have. Well, Did you have others? This is this is technically follow-up, not feedback because it, okay. I came up with it. No. <laughs> versus somebody giving to me two things number one you were talking <laughs> we've been instructed not to talk about this and both of my pieces of follow-up are involving things we're not supposed to talk about now we talked about uh, wait is uh, yeah the social meds i thought we weren't supposed to talk about the social meds you're not supposed to talk about the social meds i can talk about them all i want no this is talking about who uses what clubs in golf two pieces of follow-up number one um, you talked about how nice it was that who who were we referring to last time? Brooks the, Kepka. Brooks Kepka. How he he makes enough money on tour, he doesn't have to take sponsorship. I went I went back and looked this up just to make sure. There's a flip side of doing that. Do you know that that Gronkowski? At least he has re- said repeatedly that he while he was playing, he never spent a dime of any of his signing bonuses or game checks. Those all went into an account for after football and he just lived off of his sponsorship dollars yes yeah right so that's the yeah, i heard that yes right? and i'm like wow financial advice from the gronk didn't expect that to happen okay and then the second one i was thinking wait there is an opportunity here for me we 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 shared the fact that you and me and brooks all three of us we we don't get paid that we we don't get paid to use clubs I'm thinking what I need to do, though, to really leverage that. I'm surprised that um, I don't have at least one, if not more, golf club companies coming to me and saying, we will pay you to not use our clubs. <laughs> wow, that was a terrible shot. Hey, Todd, what uh, what clubs are you playing? Can't talk about it. <laughs> these, you know, the- oh, you know these, these are Callaways. Really? I thought you'd be a TaylorMade. No, 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 no. I have 50,000 reasons not to use TaylorMade. I use Callaway's. You know, I, I think the other potential revenue opportunity. So if I got us, say, an 1130 tea time in the morning, that would give you a couple, three hours to go door to door to the houses along the number three fairway. Okay. And offer insurance. Oh, I see what you're saying. To either hit or not hit their house. Because there's no guarantees. But if you'd like to take out insurance, I'm happy to, you know. I'm just thinking, though, so if I sold insurance to somebody, what you're saying is I would basically have to know whose house it was and then aim directly at it to make sure that I didn't have to pay out. Because as long as I'm aiming directly towards it, there's no way I'm going to hit it. That works. Right? Yeah. Much like the fairway? Exactly. That's... That's what I'm saying, right? So what I really need to do is just overcorrect and go fourth house down. That's my target. I'll be fine. I don't know if it's going to go left or right. It'll probably go left, but or could go over it. Who knows? But it's probably pretty safe. Ball is still going up. I think that closes our uh, feedback and follow up for this week. (laughs) Awesome. So this is I got I got one more thing for us. Uh, The was it? I can't remember. Was it last week? Maybe it was the week before I said we're not on Stitcher. 
Yeah. Yeah. Remember that. Okay. So Podbean has changed. They've expanded the list of other services that they automatically link to. Like when we say Overcast and Spotify and Apple Podcasts, those automatically link for us. But now Stitcher is on the list, but I looked at the paperwork and that I'd have to file and I just, I really don't think it's worth it, but we could, and I did add us very easily to Pandora and tune in, but I got a list. One of the things that I had to do was select what kind of podcast we are. You remember, we also last week had this discussion. Yeah. Mark, that do you we remember now this? A motivational, I do. I, I do motivational remember. and wellness. Yes. We could be motivational and wellness or, or health maybe. Certainly not comedy. So my options, and I'm thinking maybe we do a Facebook poll on this of what kind of podcast do we really think we are? Because comedy is an option. Sometimes, I mean, we tell what we learned this week. So it could be an education podcast. We spent like two episodes in London talking about food. Could be food, could be travel. I'm just going to remind you the last time we did a poll, not a Facebook poll, but just a general poll. We asked listeners what theme song they wanted us to use, and we had one vote. So two votes could win this easily. She she picked a good one. I, I it worked out okay. Although I'm I'm, I'm suddenly <laughs> normally you don't see a podcast asking the listeners what 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 kind of podcast do you think this is. What popped into my head as you're saying that is the scene from uh, scene from Office Space. So, um, what what is it that you'd say you do around here? <laughs> I see you've been missing a lot of work here lately. I can't say I've been missing it, Bob. Uh, well, it's definitely another one of the options on the list is news and politics podcast. That's that's not this podcast. That's the other one. Yep, that's, that's right. the other one. That's I was clear on that. I knew it was not that. So we're we're not exactly sure. I I think right now we're categorized as maybe arts and culture. I can't remember. Lack of culture. I was going to say well, that that's the first time anybody's thrown around. Hey, you guys look like culture. Um, so I, I don't know that that's that's the case. I can tell you. I can tell you the one thing, Dwayne. I can tell you the one category this podcast isn't. Yeah gifted oh that joke goes back what 35 years uh, seventh grade yeah anyway <laughs> not that anybody's counting bitter hmm? no me no no because no. i remember it nope oh, are we gonna need to tag somebody on this no okay <laughs> uh oh, oh oh i see i see what you're saying <laughs> okay you can put the crickets on in there for a minute uh, I was literally trying to come up with a person. I, I didn't hear your overemphasis of the word tag. tag yeah. Now that I heard that, I get it. That was pretty good. Try, I'll try to keep up. Okay, now I think we're done. With, oh, we, um, we, we were done a long time ago. We just kept talking. Uh, so uh, main topic, Todd, you decked up. You want to deck up topic number one? Okay, so for our first topic, last week we spent an inordinate amount of time talking about the intricacies of how the season ended for FC Berlin, and we we brought up relegation. Amy just turned off the podcast. We brought up that they were involved with relegation, and basically uh, almost every soccer league in the world, with the exception of the United States, does at they do relegation. So basically, high level, um, there are teams in multiple levels so people think of it like oh like baseball triple a double a single a but but the clubs in the lower levels aren't owned by the clubs in the major league they're all independent and in all of these you can earn your way up to the next higher level and you can literally go from the bottom all the way to the top or you can also earn your way down so if you end up in the bottom you then get out of the the higher league and you move down to the lower league. So in English premier soccer, uh, English premier football at the end of the season, the bottom three teams move down into the champions league, which isn't the, I mean, congratulations. You're in the champions or championship. Sorry. They move into the championship, which is not where the top 20 teams are. When a league one is also league three. Hard to tell. Never mind. Um, and the three, the the t- there are teams. Three teams from the second tier move up to the first tier. 
big it's a big deal it really kind of messes with clubs um it really messes with their finances because you either get a lot of money or you lose a lot of money and they have some ways of taking care of that but my thought is that that's all for the rest of the world but in in the u.s you know we don't have that because what we basically have is people pay a whole lot of money and they get their spot in a league and once they're in there they get to stay no matter how bad of teams they are for how long they are. They they have no reason to try not to be in the bottom. As a matter of fact, a lot of our leagues reward people who actually are the worst teams. You, you get benefits for that. So what I was throwing out is given, given this thought of, of relegation, which is you, there is some significant punishment for losing. What, if anything, could relegation look like in American sports. So that was my, that was my general thought. And, uh, I wanted to throw that out and come up with what, what could really actually happen here in, in us sports. If you wanted to put in some sort of version of relegation, Ooh, ooh call on me. Uh, I think Mark wants to talk about major league soccer first. So we'll go ahead with, no, <laughs> go I, ahead, I, Mark. well, I do have a question about soccer. Yes. Uh, the here in Des Moines, we have the menace. Right. And yes. Every now and again, they play a team from a big city like Kansas City or St. Louis. Yes. That are that is not in their league. Yes. Would that be part of that? No. I uh, what that probably is is I suspect what that is is it, soccer also has this thing where you play in your league, but you also play for other competitions throughout the year as well. In the English Premier League, or in the English football, there's the FA Cup, the Football Association Cup. And literally every team, every professional and semi-professional team basically gets to compete for this. And eventually the 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 big clubs come in around like round four. In the United States, it's the Lamar Hunt US Open Cup. And the same thing oh, works. Yeah. So you've got teams at the lower level play each other. And then the MLS teams come in in the third or fourth round and they get to play against the bigger, uh, the bigger teams. It's uncommon in the U S for those smaller teams to make it all the way. But, um, unfortunately I got to watch more than one game where a small team came in and beat a major league team in their home stadium that I had to pay extra for, but I'm not too bitter about that. So anyway, um, okay. that's probably just a separate competition. All right. There are two th- two other ones that I wondered about was, and they're not so much team sports as they are individual sports, but in, in golf, I mean, don't you have lower levels? You know, you're playing Texas tournaments or you're playing California tournaments or something. The PGA Tour is absolutely what you're talking about, because if you don't make X number of cuts or X amount of money or whatever over the course of the season, you have to go back to Q school. You have to go to qualifying school and you have to play your way back onto tour. If you don't do well enough, you've got to go duke it out with everybody and their brother who th- wants to go to Q school and try to get a try to get a card unless you are used to be famous or used to be really good and you can just get an exemption, get a sponsor's exemption that lets you into the field. So there's, there's that kind of thing, but yes, golf is somewhat already in this mode. That's yeah, that's a good, that's a great example of something that we do already. Now, my question for you, Mark, triple a baseball aficionado that you are, do you think we could have that kind of scenario for a triple a baseball team the whoever wins the triple a world series could move up well no because they're already owned by when when the uh oklahoma city dodgers win it they're already owned by the los angeles dodgers so there's no well there's an interesting question though the, cl- the clubs the clubs aren't necessarily owned the clubs no. are owned by somebody else the, the- the players have contracts. Some of the players have contracts with major leagues, but they've been op- those contracts have been optioned. So, oh my God, we're talking about baseball options. Yep, Mark, you were right. Holy crap. Okay, so uh, it it does become a player. It does become a player problem, though, right? Because right. because suddenly um, the Yankees aren't going to want all of their farm hands um, suddenly playing against them. Is right. basically the problem, right? 
Columbus, you know, is it is it the Columbus Clippers? I think is their AAA. It used to be anyway. And really, if you did the AAA thing, would might be might be how many fans do you draw? And if Oklahoma City draws more fans than Miami, shouldn't they put a team in Oklahoma City instead of Miami? Or if you know, if San Antonio, I mean, San Antonio is like the tenth largest city in the nation, and they've got a AAA team. If they can outdraw, you know, if they can outdraw the the Tampa Bay Rays, why not move the team to San Antonio? Did the fans did the fans there deserve it? <laughs> oh, okay, so that is something. Okay, I like where you're going because, <clears throat> I mean, I, I kind of figured out that the the because of the ownership issues, there isn't there isn't the ability to sort of bring full teams up and move full teams down. So I was going to come up with a couple of other ideas um, that we can talk about in a minute, because we're going to have to like, like, you know, expand uh, what our idea of relegation is. I I love (laughs) your idea. Like, that's amazing, which is, okay. So here's the thing. Uh, The, 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 each team in the, the lowest drawing team in the national league, (laughs) And the lowest drawing team in the American League, you your team gets relocated to the highest attendance AAA park for that year. Congratulations, you're a major league city, and Miami and Tampa. Congratulations, you guys are now in AAA. There are no wow. longer major league teams in Florida. <laughs> I mean. You can make an argument that 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 there haven't been major league teams for baseball in Florida in a long time, but this would just sort of make it official, right? And honestly, if you if you talk about attendance, no, and it, and there have been years that teams like Kansas City, teams like Oakland, uh, teams like Milwaukee uh, haven't had haven't drawn as many as the Omaha Royals have. Has there ever been a year that the Omaha Royals outdrew the Kansas City Royals? I don't think it's beyond beyond belief. Somebody looking that up. Do we have fact checkers for that? I'm googling. Go go for it. Keep talking. <laughs> okay. So, you know why? Research not? is on it. Why not? You know there are and but there are legitimately really big and and really strong fan cities that. What, you know why how was it that uh, Los Angeles didn't have an NFL team for so long and then all of a sudden they have two how is it that San Diego now has no team in the NFL how is it that that Oklahoma City can support an NBA team but it can't support a major league baseball or a or an NFL team San Antonio is the big one as 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 Don Olmeyer once said um, the answer to all of your questions is money but well, at least did. when it comes to the, at That's least true. when it comes to the NFL teams, because fan fan base versus stadium money is a whole other, like that the economics don't even work there um, yeah, as far okay, as that's concerned. But w- one of the things that's really interesting is when you've got teams like in the EPL that have just been promoted, What's you EPL? know, their home uh, English Premier League. Okay. They, they, they have, they seat between 20 to 25,000 people because, you know, you don't want to have, you, you can't have this huge stadium if you've been playing at sort of the lower levels. But when you get moved up into the big time, you, you don't just expand your stadium really quick because you've already got your base of fans. So you've got, you've got some of the biggest clubs in the world, like, you know, Manchester United, um, your team, Chelsea. Um, you've, you've got some of these huge clubs. Um, Chelsea yeah, <laughs> that that play uh, play in 60, 70, 80,000 seat arenas, but then they go on the road and then they have to go into this town and they play in a in a stadium that has 20,000 people in it. Right. And it's it's kind of a cool environment. Right. Like like there isn't, you know, within the NFL, there is what the smallest stadium probably seats now that I mean, I, I think it was Oakland was the smallest one. Um, my guess is the smallest NFL stadium seats 50,000 and goes up to about 90,000, 100,000. I mean, they're all kind of around 60, 70, 80,000 more or less versus when you have these, these teams coming up, then all of a sudden you're playing, you know, it would be similar to the Yankees having to go and play at a triple a ballpark 
um, not as an exhibition, but because that's where they play. That'd be kind of interesting. So, okay. I like the idea of um, attendance. Here's, here's my okay. other one. Um, here's research. Yeah. Research has come back. Research has Re- come back. Our, our research department has come back just, okay. So let's, we'll stick to the PCL because the Pacific Coast League, because those are the ones that are local for the Iowa Cubs, as well as the Las Vegas Aviators, et cetera, et cetera. Just looking at 2019, the top drawing club in the Pacific Coast League was the Las Vegas Aviators at 651,000 fans over the course of the season. They averaged 92.99. That was the top. Okay. I'm then, surprised. I'm uh, surprised. Uh, Round Rock was 598. Sacramento was 549. Nashville was 578. El Paso was 522. Albuquerque was 542. They're all in the neighborhood of 75 to 8,000, 7,500 to 8,000 fans per game. I mean, Round Rock is the Dallas area, right? So if you flip over to the MLB, the lowest drawing team was Miami. Quiz time. It was Miami. They drew 811,000 fans for the entire year, an average of 10,016 fans per game. So even the suckiest team still outdrew by 150,000 fans the highest PCL team. And what was the highest team you ever that you said for PCL? It was the Las Vegas Aviators. Okay, I would argue that if you take the Las the Las Vegas Aviators and you brought in the Boston Red Sox for a three game series, the Yankees for a three game series, the Dodgers for a three game series, the Cubs for a three game series, those twelve games alone would put you over what they do in Miami. They're not coming to see the Miami Marlins. They're coming to see the Yankees and the Cubs and the and the Astros. Right. And yeah, even the Brewers yeah. and the White Sox. Well, they draw like Arizona does at 2.1 million a year. Easy. Right? I mean, when, yeah. And, I mean, they, and they've got a small state, or they did. I mean, when, when, the, when the Cubs used to finish spring training by playing two or three exhibition games in Las Vegas, that stadium was quite a bit smaller than what Wrigley Field is. So oh, last year, the Omaha Storm, Storm Chasers drew 328,000 fans. That's 150,000 fans fewer than the iCubs drew. iCubs were at 489. Kansas City, even losing 103 games last year, the Kansas City Royals still drew 1.4 million fans. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna guess. No, not I'm I'm gonna get I'm gonna put if I had to bet if I had to bet today I would bet. The answer is never. The Omaha Royals slash Storm Chasers have never in a year drawn more fans than the Kansas City Royals have over the course of the year. Slash uh, Golden Spikes. Don't forget that. Sure. Sure. Yes. Yes. (laughs) But, okay, so here's the thing, though, right? This is kind of gets to the point of, I mean, it's, it's size of cities, yes, but this kind of gets somewhat to the point of relegation versus non-relegation which is Dwayne, as you pointed out you can lose 103 games and your business is still perfectly fine right because you're still drawing in fans who will come to watch bad baseball you're still getting revenue sharing dollars right you're still getting because you're a major league team even if you are a terrible major league team that doesn't try to win, not saying that that's the Royals. I'm more looking at Jeter and the Marlins, but even if you try not to win, you have guaranteed income that from a business standpoint, winning is irrelevant to your business. I mean, winning, if you win more, you probably will make more, but if you're happy with the baseline revenue that you're getting, especially from, especially if you don't have to pay for your stadium, right? So if you're getting public stadium, so you don't have to do a big capital outlay and you, so then you don't, you get revenue sharing dollars in and you don't have to pay any players because you get rid of all the players that make anything above minimum. You don't really ever have to try to win. So maybe, maybe attendance isn't, you know, attendance is one thing. My thought is, so here's, here's another idea. Flip side of this is, 
So you, we we can't demote the team because we don't have a we don't have a place to put a team. And this could be true in baseball. This could be true in the NFL. This could be true in basketball. We don't we don't have another t- set of teams to come up. So what can we change? How about this? And they will never. By the way, nobody will ever go for this because once you're in the club, you're in the club, and everybody wants to stay in the club. I get that. B- but we have historically bad owners that have franchises that they keep for years and years and decades and just run them into the ground and they don't have to win because they're making so much money because they basically have the, they just have the right to print money with their team. So what if as an owner, you have to hit a certain number of wins or a win percentage, or there is some sort of gate that within say five, seven, 10, a rolling five, a rolling seven years, this is getting complicated now, you basically say, listen, you get to be the owner of this team and you get to make all this money, but at some point you have to have at least a level of winning. And if you don't hit that level of winning, the team doesn't get demoted, but you don't get to own it anymore. We will, you you don't lose it, but it's up for sale and whoever buys it will pay you and you get your money. You might make some money, you might lose some money, but you don't get to be the owner of it anymore. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's never <laughs> I, I, conceptually <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you're right. That's that's never going to that's that never going to happen. But, but uh, right. you know what you know, Todd, what you're absolutely talking about is right within the city of Chicago. Um the Chicago Cubs granted right now are good and have been good for the last 5 years. But all through the 70s stunk it up. And Across town, the the Sox are going to the World Series a couple times in there, and being a top tier team, and the Cubs are are selling out every game, and the White Sox are giving away tickets. They're having disco night. Well, you know, you you look at so I'm looking I'm looking at this at this chart that has both attendance as well as last year's estimated payroll. And you look at the teams that are really capitalizing in terms of doing this. Um, it's not Miami, you know, because they spent $74 million last year, but only drew 800,000 fans. If you look at Toronto, on the other hand, they spent less money on their players, $64 million, and drew 1.75 million fans. That Those folks... You know, at least on a ratio money wise, they're getting it done. You know, the Tampa Bay Rays spent 56 million on their players and drew 1.1 million. You know, 25, 20, 20 million dollars less than Miami did and drew a million extra fans. That's the ratio that's making it work. That's saver metrics for ownership. Really, right? They don't care if they win or not. They care whether or not they make money. Yeah, last year's payroll for Boston was two hundred and eighteen million dollars, compared to Toronto's was what sixty four million. So the, the three top, or four times. I was wrong. Boston was two eighteen. Chicago was two seventeen. The New York Yankees is two twenty eight, and the Nationals is two oh three. Those are the top four, um, all over two hundred thousand. Okay, so here's here's another completely crazy idea. Let's get away from relegation for a minute because because I'm just I'm going to throw out another baseball idea since we're talking about payrolls, and I don't know that any of this will ever air. In- <laughs> that editor, you can't trust him. No, I was going to say he's. You're just going to listen to this like well that whole part where Todd was talking about local versus national uh, dollars. That's terrible. Let's just that, that needs to go because we're going to have to be sending out more throw pillows. Please listen to our show. <laughs> Please, please listen to our show. And then people are going to say, I listen to your show, and it's clear that you don't want people to listen to if that's the kind of crap that you talk about. <laughs> How about this? Uh, because you've got teams that make so much more money, and they there is no way to fix that unless you just do revenue sharing, which the NFL agreed to, but baseball will never. Why don't we, why don't we steal something from golf, move it to baseball, and say this, we're going to apply a handicap based off of uh your uh payroll discrepancy. Ooh. Ooh. I so like it. I'm going to throw this out and it doesn't matter it doesn't matter where you set it. I mean it does matter where you set it, but like you do something like this. 
every $20 million difference in payroll is a run at the beginning of the game for the lower payroll team. <laughs> or Good you luck. have to run to third base first, and then you have to run backwards. <laughs> I mean, you know, you've got, you've got Toronto playing the Yankees. So Toronto's at 65. Yankees are at 225. <laughs> Yankees are going to have to, they're going to have to earn, they're going to have to earn all of that payroll in order to overcome, overcome that deficit. But wouldn't that be fun to watch? As, as a sports fan, I kind of like the idea, but I got to tell you, I'm sitting here with my Milton Friedman t-shirt on and the capitalist in me uh, doesn't like it. Oh, yes. But uh, in, a, in a true Milton Friedman uh, segment, what, would hap- what should be able to happen is the Toronto Blue Jays say we're in a small market and there's a huge market in New York. So what we're going to do is we're going to relocate our team to New York where there are millions and millions of more fans. We will go where those are, where those people are, where we can get more fans. But Major League Baseball says, no, you're not allowed. The Yankees and the Mets have exclusive rights to that market. So you have to stay in this market, which is smaller so by rule, you cannot use market forces to enhance your, your business. So once that's out the door, then you might as well say everything's out the door. How come uh, the Bay Area in, in California, which maybe I'm totally screwed up, doesn't have near the population of Los Angeles, Chicago, New York, but is, can support multiple teams? And, you know, and I'll bet the Giants have a pretty serious payroll. San Francisco Giants, $175 million a year, drew 2.7 million fans. Oakland, payroll, $102 million, drew 1.6 million fans. And how many did the Giants? The LA, Dodger, the LA Dodgers and the Los Angeles Dodgers, um, the LA Angels and the Los Angeles Dodgers, 3 million fans, 3.9 million fans. $177 million, $193 million. California's got the money and the people. Okay. Well, interesting. Okay. Hey, can I can I maybe shift this just a little bit? I can please, see please this do. Rele- relegation thing actually working in college sports, and especially college football. Because you have – you could take like the top 12 teams – and say, okay, we're going to have, this is going to be the A-League conference. And these are, these are it. And the one that, that finishes number 12 and number 11, they're going to drop down. And, and the, the B-League teams that are the very best. Because we, we've had some years where there have been a team who's, who's played very, very well had a really great uh, record, but they didn't because they ended up playing a, a conference that really wasn't that tough. Uh, BYU, you know, a few years ago, right? Boise, Boise State, State. Boise State. Yep. You know, yep. wouldn't it have been great if Boise State would have been playing in the Big 12 or the Big 10 or the Pac-12 or something like that, where – Week in and week out, they're playing Michigan and Michigan State and Wisconsin and Iowa, and and see how they how they really fare week in and week out. I or yeah or Marshall right or the uh, or Appalachian State yeah. right um, well or or but, UCF right yeah I mean sure. look at what UCF's yeah, done Houston. the last couple of years and they can't yeah. get they can't get promoted into one of the big leagues because they're full. Right. Boy, I hadn't I hadn't thought about college football, but that's actually like the place where it would make sense. Yeah, which is it's kind of cool. Yeah, and it would be. If, and, and if you're willing to do basically do away with conferences, you can you can do that. I mean, because you you can't have you can't have whether or not the UCF basketball team plays in the SEC based on how their football team does. Well, you you have to separate football from all the rest of the sports. Yeah. Which which it already is, right? I mean, realistically, I mean, it is. Actually, all you have to, you have to, you have to do two things. You, you separate out, you separate out football. Absolutely. And you may need to separate out men's basketball. Although 
with the tournament, there's at least a chance to do some playing. So football, I mean, football drives all of those, right? I mean, some schools have switched conferences simply, well, either to play in a, to play specific football or other teams have had to stay away from having to play football. Nebraska. (laughs) I'm just, I'm just thinking, wow. I mean, interesting that, you know, that, you know, Boise State, uh, Boise State goes into the Pac-12, and you know somebody drops out, or I'm just I keep using, or Houston, Houston goes in and Kansas comes out, <laughs> right, it, right, even even what is it North Dakota or North Dakota State who's really good? That's the one the one double A team, right? The yeah. in North Dakota State. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think they they've shown the year Jack after Rabbit? year that they can compete against Big Twelve teams and Big Ten teams. Now, could they if they were playing them? Every single week, probably right. Yep, week in and week out. I I think football pundits would say week in and week out they're going to get their brains beat in. Toledo though is that way too, right? But but so are the bottom dwellers in most of the leagues, right? I mean, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, move Kansas into the MAC and they might be pretty good. I think move Kansas into the MAC and they would be really good. For a Mac team, yeah, I mean, then they'd be, or or is it Boise State? What is it? The Mountain West? I don't even know yep. if that exists anymore. But yep. uh, you know, right? Or Northern Illinois? Right. Northern Illinois knocks off somebody every year. Right. Yes, they do. Seems like okay. So, so what you basically need? All right. And by the way, this will never happen again no, because but, of money. But if every so you've got the Power Five conferences, and then. Every one of those has another conference, has one of the other conferences below them. Yeah, they have the yes. MAC under That's the how you do it. Big Ten. That's how you do it. Yep. So bottom team of the Pac-12 goes to the Mountain West. Top team of the Mountain West moves up to the Pac-12, right? But uh, you could – wait, wait, wait. Wait till you – okay. So you could have <laughs> wait, 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 a wait, scoring – wait. You could have a scoring system. Think, you know, the, there's the – the Cyhawk Trophy, the Iowa Iowa State, where right. they they give points not just for football, but for how the teams do head to head in basketball and gymnastics and you know yeah, women's here's- basketball, and so you could assemble your points for all of your schools over the course of their entire body of work, not just football, and then if Kansas really sucks then yes, down they go. And the basketball team goes with them. We're all in this together. And, you know, up comes Boise State. You know, you could you could do that. You could look at it holistically across the entire athletic department. You know, that's interesting. That really is interesting because then instead of putting all your money in football or putting all your money in basketball, you now are supporting the crew team. Listen. I don't mean to put any more pressure on you guys. I know the diving team already has enough pressure on it as it is. <laughs> exactly. But we need you to win this meet match. I don't know whatever it is that you guys do, but I need you to dive well because otherwise we're all going to Carbondale next year. So <laughs> could, you could act, you might actually get the football team and the basketball team to show up to a women's volleyball match to cheer them on because this thing counts. Damn it. It really does. You know, and I, I just think the funny thing, I mean, even if we were thinking about just the football teams, right? Like there's two groups of, there's two groups that would never go for this idea. Let's just, even if we just made it football, right? So the Indiana first group, <laughs> first group that would never go for it are the low, are the, are the bottom half teams in the power conference, right? Right. Cause they're the ones that are going to lose all the money. <laughs> So it is money. Michigan's not worried about getting. Yeah. I mean, they should be under Harbaugh occasionally can't beat Ohio state, whatever. That's fine. That's, that's neither here nor there, but yeah, they're not worried. So it, it, it's, it's your, it's your low end of, of the conference because they're the ones that are like, Hey, what's the worst that can happen? We don't win a game and we're still in the big 10. Right. But the other group who would be against this, are the top half of the teams in the power conferences. Because the last thing they want, wait a minute, somebody good's coming in? No, 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 no. Listen, (laughs) 
the reason we are a national power is because we've got some good teams here, and then we've got a bunch of teams that aren't. The last thing we need is to start bringing in good teams, because if that's the case, we're going to have to actually win more games. So nobody's going to want that because the system works well if you're in the top of the league. Everybody else is like, can, can we get into that? And like, uh, oh, sorry, no, we're full. But yeah, I mean, who would be more interested in who? Who would be more against that? Northwestern or Michigan? You know, though, um, honestly, for the sport in general, not not for Michigan, not specifically for you know Wisconsin. But for the sport in general, it is a really good thing when somebody comes out of nowhere. You know, when, in 1995, when Northwestern, you know, went from being really bad in 94 to winning the, the Big Ten and going to the Rose Bowl, uh, I mean, that was huge. That was so cool. Everybody was rooting for, for Northwestern. Uh, you know, going, wow, can you believe Northwestern, you know, is in the Rose Bowl this year? And it's really good for the sport to have that. And how cool would it be if if one year Southern Illinois won the Big Ten? Well, I mean, you don't have to look any further than, you know, every year a 12 seed that makes a run in the NCAA tournament. You know, if you're Northern Iowa and Ali Farukamanesh, right? right? Or the Bulldogs and their run, right? You know, they were just once every 30 years, a team gets hot. You know, everybody loves that team. And you're right. Absolutely. And if you can get a team like Princeton to cut, all of a sudden play well, it's very cool. What was the name of that kid who played for the Knicks who, uh, from Princeton? And it was, was it Lynn? Jeremy Lynn? Yeah. Jeremy Lynn. Yeah. Lynn Sanity. Yeah. And here you had, yeah, Lynn Sanity. That's right. Uh, even, even that, even pulling one kid out and making it big for one season was, you know, the whole country went, wow, this is so cool. <laughs> but, but it is cool when a nobody really does something cool. It's a lot of fun. Do we have do we have things we learned this week? <laughs> Unfortunately, I do. Oh no. Jesus, we're at an hour and 41 minutes. I'm sorry. All this is is content for the editor to play with. Yes. Okay. Thank God. Okay. So, <laughs> I was going to say for for everybody that's made it this far, which is probably nobody. Um to uh two media recommendations uh, for uh, that, that we watched this week that, uh, that, that I'm going to throw out as, as uh, I learned that, Hey, these, these shows are pretty good. Um, the first one, do you, do you remember four or five years ago when, and sorry, this is a soccer reference when NBC got the, tr- got the contract for the premier league that they did a bunch of, they did a number of commercials with Jason Sudeikis as a coach, as an American football coach who had supposedly been hired by an English football team and was at a press conference and he knew nothing about English football. Did you remember seeing any of those? No. I've seen I've seen the ads for this show. Yeah. So the ads the ads back then were hilarious because Jason Sudeikis is like, we're gonna we're gonna fight for four quarters. Hobbs, what? It's two halves. Oh, okay. All right. Well, you know, we're not going to stop till we win or we lose. You can have a tie. What? Yes, you can have a tie. What? Why? Anyway, so that was just like a series of commercials that were really funny. And then Apple TV Plus announced that they were making an entire series based on this character. <laughs> so they gave him a backstory and everything. His name, his name is, uh, is so the name of the show is Ted Lasso. And if you, I was going into it, I wanted to watch it because the ads were funny, but you're thinking, how could you do an entire 10 episode season of just that shtick that, oh, he's an American and doesn't know anything about, about English soccer. The show's pretty good actually. And 
they they rely on that comedy a little bit, but in actuality, they really build up this character in a completely different way that you don't expect. It it isn't it isn't the you know it isn't like a super cynical comedy. It, it's it's more of like it's it's a it's just, it's just a nice show. It's done. The guy that's doing the show did Scrubs. So, if you think kind of Scrubs, but with a different character, sort of set in England. Anyway, recommend it. I think the first three episodes have already dropped. Fourth one's probably coming out this week. Um, it's on Apple TV Plus. So if you want to watch it, you just go to Apple. You go to the Apple TV, and then you go to the Apple TV app, and then the Apple TV app. On your Apple TV, then you find Apple TV Plus, and then inside of the Apple TV Plus and the Apple TV app on the Apple TV, then you watch Ted Lasso. Um, I think Apple has run out of names. The other one I was just going to throw out, because everybody comes here for their uh, entertainment uh, recommendations, is uh, Andy Samberg has a new movie out called Palm Springs. And I believe that is on Hulu. I would start explaining it, but as soon as I start explaining anything about it, it would ruin the movie. So it's a pretty good movie. It's not like the best thing I've ever seen. It's got a 94% rating on Rotten Tomatoes, whatever that's worth. But uh, yeah, if you've got Hulu, um, Palm Springs, it's sort of a rom-com kind of thing with 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 some other stuff in it. And uh, yeah, not too bad if you're you're looking for something to watch because you've binged everything else. <laughs> Go Google the trailer. I've we started watching this week Upload, which is a series that's on Amazon. Have you watched this yet? Either of you? No. Okay, so this is the premise is this guy dies and his consciousness is uploaded into a computer into the cloud. And so he lives on and can still communicate with and interact with the real world. And so it's there, there's a little bit of a mystery. There's a little bit of a rom-com to it. There's, there's a love interest. There's some tension between the him and his handler, I guess, but it's on Amazon. I'm about halfway through. There's only one season so far, but it's, it's what I started watching this week. (laughs) That's not. That's not a great recommendation, is it? It's it, it does it doesn't have the talking to Todd endorsement, but it's got the talking to Todd. Eh, yeah, I'm watching it. Hey, if you got nothing else to do, have you watched anything this week, Mark? Actually, I don't have Hulu. I don't have Apple TV. I don't have the Marquee Network to watch the Cubs. So, uh, but on Disney Plus, let me highly recommend to you the movie Togo. Have you seen this movie? Neither one of you have seen this movie. No, okay. no. It was it it's uh, was made last year in 2019, and it is a true story, and it's you know, a sled dog story that is really really good. Uh, I'll just leave it at that. That that I highly recommend. It doesn't have the talking to Todd recommendation, but it does have the Yambo Radio recommendation. That's even more exclusive. It it, it really is. It really is. I mean. Dwayne and I, we're here every week. We'll we'll, we'll, we'll endorse almost anything. <laughs> Todd, you don't know this, or, but, but can can I make this big announcement, Dwayne? Is this okay to make the big announcement that that sure. Dwayne and I are returning to Yambo Radio to specifically KIIC uh, Radio in Albia to do Sheraton Charger football. Uh, not available only on everywhere, but only on planet Earth. And uh, you'll be able to to tune into Thunder Country and catch Charger football all season long. The home and away voice of the Sheraton Chargers. Yep, Mark is going to be doing play by play, and I will be the sideline reporter for Sheraton Charger football. The first game is against the I thirty five Roadrunners. Yep, he and I are going to be socially distanced. I will be across the field, and he will be up in the box. One of the things that I always said about working radio was people ask me, did I, have I ever refed football? Like I ref basketball? No, because I'm always dry in the box. I'm never out in the cold. I'm always warm. Um, 
generally nobody yells at me, but uh, that's no longer going to be the case. So I, I may be, you know, ask, ask me again when we get to October how this has gone. But for right now, I'm really looking forward to it. I offered you to be able to use, to do the camera in the box. Just saying. Dwayne's, uh, Dwayne's doing a sideline reporting from his car. Uh, <laughs> I'm just thinking, at like mid-October, what I would love to hear is a clip of Mark basically saying, Boy, it's it's really starting to come down. Hey, Dwayne, is that uh, is that rain or is that sleet? And then you hear Dwayne, oh, it's kind of a combination of both. <laughs> and 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 what seems to be at least dime-sized hail. Mark's like, oh, that's gotta hurt. Okay, back to we got a first down here. <laughs> Dwayne, say, I can't I can't score. feel my fingers. Okay, all right. Well, that's uh you won't be able to you won't be able to keep track of which down that is. That's okay. Oh, right up the middle for a first down. Okay. Uh, Todd, I have listened to every episode except one of Talking to Todd. You gotta promise you will listen to at least one football game. Okay, you don't have to promise. <laughs> would be a nice that seems fair i would think yeah that's the that's the problem like oh that does seem fair doesn't it okay. <laughs> right yes. all right uh, although although what we could do is uh Dwayne, you could take one of your recordings of the entire football game and then we could just drop it in and whoosh it you just whoosh we it could. what does that mean you could just whoosh it with all of your witty with all the witty banner going back and forth between the two of you just whoosh it and and there we go right and then that's one Wait. segment we don't have to come up with Without without calling out this poor kid that did this, Todd, but the best line ever in in Yambo radio history was we were, we were calling a game, I believe it was against Clark of Osceola, and believe it or not, we had six interceptions. And Dwayne said, that is the sixth interception by the Chargers tonight. And Dwayne, what did the young man who was a student who was helping us out say on the air? He said, and most of them by the defense. Most of them by the defense. <laughs> he's not wrong. <laughs> he's, he's not wrong. <laughs> that, and that, that may, it's debatable as to whether or not that was the greatest line in Yamba radio history. It's pretty because good. Because it, right, it goes right up against... Hi, welcome to Charger <laughs> Football. I'm Mark Felderman, and I'm joined by... I completely lost Wayne's name. We've only been hanging out for like seven years, and I completely lost his name. So, so that's why I... I mean, so, yes, there there have been several greatest hits and, in... And he left me hanging. Radio. He left me hanging. We're on live radio, and he just he just looked at me and smiled. And I So, Mark... Just in case that in case that happens again, yes, I'm just gonna I'm gonna throw this. I'm just gonna give you this one for free. Use it, don't use it. All right, appreciate you. That. You go, and I'm joined by the best color guy in the business. <laughs> no, I can't do that either. Do you have the lineups for tonight? <laughs> Stellar drop in there, Monty. We, have, we can't, and we can't even say on here why I can't say that. But nope. Nope, but but we can't nope. say that. We've had some great moments in radio, and then some, and and, and some not so great moments in. Our music is Happy Boy by Kevin McLeod. It's available on Incompetech.com under a Creative Commons attribution license. You can find us on Overcast or Apple Podcast or Spotify or apparently in a couple of weeks on Pandora and TuneIn. So Woo-hoo. just search Talking in the number two. No G, no space. Uh, we have a page on Facebook. If you have not liked our page on Facebook, please check us out on Facebook. Um, additional podcast frivolity happens there. Links to things that we talk about and pictures and lizards and i don't know stuff zazzle we have merch on zazzle this week's code wedding plans i'm not sure if it applies or is appropriate or helpful for any of our listeners but the code this week is wedding plans and gets you a discount on i don't know invitations or thank you notes or something you could have used that a couple of weeks ago couldn't you mark i could have 
You can tweet at us at Talking to Todd. The website, as always, is TalkingToTodd.com. Thank you for listening this week. Mark, thank you for being a great guest. This has been lots of fun. For me, it was. I will will agree. It was a lot of fun. And we didn't talk about anything in Todd's backyard. That's because I played the music. We didn't have a chance. <laughs> he didn't have a chance to get. <laughs> send us if you if you have topics you'd like us to discuss. Send us your feedback at feedback at talkingtotod.com. Thanks again for listening, Todd. Good luck, Lucas. Good luck, Lucas. That's nice. He doesn't listen to this podcast. Yeah, but his mom does occasionally, so I'll, it'll get to him. It'll get to him. That's very nice. So until next week. We've been talking to Todd. Just snuck that in under the two-hour mark. (laughs) I love that song. I really do. Thanks for coming on, Mark. This was a lot of fun.